Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Biebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. We're here for NBA Tuesday, and I'm just going to kick it off to you. Celtics have won seven straight. They're 11-3, and 8-2 in their last 10. Mm. Uh, clearly not missing Ime Odoka. Any thoughts here? Yeah, which is surprising. Um, so I guess that kind of bolds the question of did Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown just figure it out amongst themselves last year? Because, listen, I mean, we, we heard the Ime Udoka story, or at least what has come out of it. It seems like dude's head was a little, uh, let's just call it not completely invested in basketball. He was looking <laughs> at other parts of the organization, and uh, I, I'm really not sold, especially considering they have the, not only the youngest coach, in the league right now. He's 34. I mean, he's their coach is younger than Al Orford. And that guy gets significant minutes. Like that's it's a big deal. I, I really am just under the impression that like Tatum's kind of taking that step of I know who I am as a player. I know what Jalen Brown is good at, even though he's a very similar player. Let's play off of each other. And you can say I'm wrong, but I mean, like you just brought up eight and two in the last 10. They've been on a seven game win streak. We'll see how long that continues. But in terms of the teams in the East that have just kind of come out and I'll say just kind of picked up where they left off, it's really been just the Bucs and Celtics. Like the Heat yeah. are struggling. They got their issues. The 76ers, they've been hurt. I mean, Embiid had a fantastic week. I mean, he was, since granted it was some cheese, they gave it like, oh, in the 24-hour window, he played on a back-to-back, and he's the first <laughs> since Wilt to get 100 points in the 24 hours, which, again, Wilt got it in the game. But it's still, he had like 59 with like seven blocks. I mean, Embiid is still that guy. I'm not concerned about the Sixers, but it's worth noting that the, the Celtics, they, there is no really, you know, step back um i understand they got better acquiring brogdon but we'll see i, I mean honestly we'll see it just I, I think they're gonna be fine they're gonna do what yeah. they usually do in the regular season it's just a matter of how are they gonna match up in the playoffs when they have to match up with Embiid. they didn't have that matchup last year going through the east they didn't have to deal with they dealt with Giannis, but they didn't deal with the full strength bucks even the Hawks with like Capella and John Collins, I mean, they're giving teams problems this year with their size. I think it's something that I, you're forgetting. You know, it's you're not, forgetting about Robert Williams. I love hurt. Robert. He's Williams, been hurt all but year. He's, and he is hurt, but I think in shoes, he's six foot nine. Oh, the height's still an issue, but he is an elite interior defender. He, yeah, he's a great interior defender and like. He'll stop most bigs. I'm just I'm concerned when it falls into the hands of yeah. But what I'm trying to what I'm saying, bead. I mean, yeah, what I'm saying does. It's not like it's Horford, you know. And you have to deal with Al Horford guarding Joel Embiid or Grant Williams guarding Joel Embiid. But even see the the the, (laughs) that's the trap, right? Is Al Horford is oh, it's just Al Horford. And then the dude gets 24. He draws two charges, puts your break in foul trouble. We say this every – I mean, he's – I mean, we do say it every year. He still gets significant minutes for a reason. 
And so, uh, personally, I'm done sleeping on Al Horford. I'm going to just put him as a threat <laughs> because he had his way a bit last year. Uh, but ultimately, it's a long season. We're going to see how things shake out. But this bodes well for the Celtics because they made that run and they were, again, in the finals last year with a very mediocre, borderline bad start to, for the first half of the season last year. Yeah. So for them yeah. to be already kind of in sync, uh, they're kind of positioning themselves to be one of the top seeds in the East alongside the Bucks and kind of who else? Cavs is another you know example of the yeah. I would say they're the clear cut front runners right now in the East. In my the, the Celtics um, and the Bucks and the and the Cavs, you'll throw them in there in terms of regular season wins. Yeah, uh, they, they've been I right up agree. there. Garland I, dropped fifty the other night. Like it's those three teams have been the most consistent so far this season. Yeah, I think regarding the Celtics uh, picking up where they left off, I think that. Uh, Ime Odoka should still be credited for figuring it out. And I think that right now it's just they figured it out and now they're just carrying it over and they don't need him anymore. That that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, um, no, he, he deserves credit for, I mean, getting to the finals with that roster. It's it's a solid roster. Yeah, I mean, this is a roster that no was one took that. struggling and then became a top defensive roster, turned it around, got just was so hot the all after the all-star break. I mean – yeah, but but it just does not. I'm a little shocked to see 11 and three and be this good this early with a new coach, but it doesn't. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't surprise me. I knew they'd get here eventually. So, yes, a lot sooner than anticipated. Um, on the opposite side of the spectrum, we got the Brooklyn Nets, who uh, I think would I'd say hit a new low with the loss to the Lakers. I understand I had the Lakers and higher regards than most, but they didn't have LeBron. And I'm like, all right, so... And I brought this up earlier. If LeBron's not playing... Really, if him or AD are just not playing... and They're not even good with them on the floor either. I mean, they just... AD dropped 35, almost 20 boards against the Nets. But they're not winning games. We'll talk about the Lakers. We'll talk about the Lakers next. well, let's talk about the Nets first. Stay on the script. Yeah. I, I think it's time. Man, how do I say this without sounding like an idiot? It's time to acknowledge that this is a just a failure of a roster, a failure of just a run office move. You know, like they it's... they had the huge de- debacle that was the Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce trade, right? And then they had this just miraculous sequence of events to get them to get to that, that really young, energetic, nobody thought they'd be good. D'Angelo Russell led uh playoff team. Yeah, and then Jared Allen. Didn't and then leave. KD and Kyrie want to team up and they picked the Brooklyn Nets for some reason, uh, you know, over the, over the Knicks and whatnot. And they kind of just shelled off everybody they had from that young core to build around these guys. And they brought in Harden, they brought in, and then they, you know, and they brought in Simmons, which is even more of a failure. Simmons, he's, he's so bad. I, I, it's genuinely like he is. He's I the seventh leading scorer on that team. I believe over 30 minutes a game. I, I don't know. I really don't know 
what happened because I actually like he had his problems shooting the basketball before, but he was still like a viable offensive option. You could put him on the floor and he would be good. You know, in 2019 when he yeah. was on the Sixers and they and they played the Raptors in the playoffs and all this stuff, oh. like he was a viable like up and coming player. And this sequence of events that has led to him just falling off the face of the planet. I remember he showed up to a Sixers practice with his phone in his pocket yeah. before he got traded. And it's just like, yeah. what in the world happened to this guy? They trade James Harden for him, plus other stuff. But Nets have clearly lost this trade. They no, should have kept sure. Harden instead of Kyrie. Kyrie's never there. We don't need to get into all that. But he's just, how many games has he even played since he got there? Right. And yeah. for KD, he's doing everything he can, but he's got nobody else there. And he's, you know, he's not 2018 KD. He's not 2016 Thunder KD. He's 2022 mid 30s KD. And he's still incredible, but he can't yeah. carry this roster uh, the way he might have been able to back then. But even then, he still had help. Well, it's everybody it's has help. KD. Like that, that's basketball. It's- it's KD with the Shanghai Sharks out there. I mean, we got to keep it real here. It's great if he averages 35 a night. We see Luka averaging 35 and triple-double, and I think the Mavericks, I think they're over 500, but they're not like clear front runners in the West or anything. The days of you can just set it and forget it with one of the top three or four players in the world is over. The NBA yeah. is too deep for that. You have to have a roster. And well, there's still a bunch of G leaguers and is KD even in the top four in the world at this point. We're gonna say that, but you can go check stats. I mean, bro, is it, I mean, the it's turnovers just, are problematic, just, but it's like Kevin what I'm Grant. trying to say like, is he was, walks to thirty. No, but like what I'm trying to say is he was clearly clear cut, like number two in the world, not even not even close. And now it's caught up to him a little. Player, the young guys have caught up a little bit and close. If he's still number two, which I, I don't think he is. But if he's still top five, like that gap is not what it once was comparative to the rest of the league. Does that make sense? So like, so yes like when and he no. Was in, when I he think was in I OKC, think the so like the the bottom of the players, like the bottom of the barrel, like the worst guys of their starting fives, has elevated. Like the floor of every team just keeps going up every year due to the talent. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a term of like. Dude's closing the gap on KD. I mean, in terms of like, oh, I think it's players more that populated. You, dudes are pulled. You, you could, are you pulling. can, like, realistically, Giannis, Jokic, you know, Curry, Luca. I, I don't even really like LeBron and KD, I think, are interchangeable at this point. Like, it's he's still in that top five, but like, yes, it's, it's very hard to is he kick him out. To be, he used to be in that top two, and he was always. LeBron, Katie, LeBron, Katie. And like, there's just been a plethora of guys who have elevated. Uh, while I agree with your comment about the floor of starter, starters, yes, I think the floor of top 10 players has elevated as well. And while Katie is definitely still a top five player in this league, uh, yeah. he's not as far ahead as the rest of those guys as he was when he was bona fide number two best player in the league for all those years. For sure. Yeah, no, not, Which I can all with that. attributes into. He's not going to be able to carry this roster. Maybe he's no, Maybe. no, 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 but no. I saw against that Lakers team. I believe he rolled it out with it was like Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Claxton, and Edmund Sumner. It's like yeah. you you can't tell me 
that team's doing anything. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I love Seth Curry. I love Joe Harris. They're three-point shooters. They provide nothing defensively. You know KD can't take the main assignment because I believe he's close to 35. He can still score and do all his things, but we talk about this is not 16, 18, KD. This is 2022. There's clearly going to be a decline just naturally. It's human. I mean, he's not an alien. He tore his Achilles two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's things that it need to be considered. But, I mean, holy cow, it is. it, it was tough to watch. Just and basically, anytime he gets the ball, he just gets harassed, and then he just has to kick it and hope somebody makes it. And he still gets his, you know, gets the ball at a certain point in the mid range level. He gets his, t- it's he's still KD on the offensive side, but the like the point you mentioned, there is no way, no matter how good he plays, no matter if he drops 40, 50, we saw LeBron drop 50 on the Warriors last year, and the Lakers still can make play in. Like, yeah, you have <laughs> to have something around you. Yeah, and at the very at the very least, it has to be like some. I'm trying to think of the best analogy of a one man hero team recently. That you know, it has to be like a a 2010 successful a 2010 like Lakers team, and and they even had Powell. They had Powell. Yeah, it's such a tough thing. Like it has to be like that. You have to be really deep, and you have to have a. Very, if he's not like a bone of another top, to another superstar, you have to have another like all star right. or borderline all star, you know. And they, they just don't got it. Look at the Warriors, what if, you know, their number two. Stra- what if he strains his Achilles or like he's out for like a month or two? I mean, losses are going to stack up oh, to the Nets. Yeah. Like if he's out for any portion of time, they're just going to plummet to the bottom yeah. of the standings. And then he's yeah. going to want out before the deadline. So this entire Nets, you know, experiment of trying to craft one of the best offensive super teams has just been a disaster. I hope they learn they, their I, lesson because they showed that they were very capable of building a young. I hope the league team. learns a lesson. Personally, I hope the I think entire league watches this and is like, we really can't be doing all this player I, power. Yeah. I think it's great that players get a voice, but also to the extent. Players are not GMs. We got to well, get rid of this lead GM. You know, other guys trying to play and pick their teams. D- the players don't know what they're talking about. It's it's the dudes they like. It's the mellows of the world. Mellows getting offers from the Shanghai Sharks and the Taiwanese Tigers. Like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, you, these guys are great basketball players. They're not front office material. We need to get away from that. And look at the teams that have been successful as of late. Yes, the Suns made the trade for Chris Paul. Yes, the Bucks made the move for Drew Holiday. But you know, like you look at the Celtics. That's all drafted. They're key players. Dude, you want to talk you about? You know what I mean? Who's the best dynasty in the last? You know, probably since the Lakers. Uh, you could Spurs. argue Heat, but oh, I forgot what Spurs. But yeah, that's another example. I was referring to the Warriors, but you want to talk about homegrown right. talent? Like, like Spurs and Warriors are hand in hand. They they didn't make moves for that was their team. They would just draft dudes, they put them in the system, and yeah, you just see the Warriors probably continue this dynasty and, because and they're like, continuing this. Just this concept of buying a title just has never worked anywhere except Miami. And I wouldn't even argue that they bought that title. I think that they, that was a real team. They brought in you know, right guys, role players like Ray Allen, Mike Miller, and like filled out that roster instead of just rolling it out with KD and nobody else. Like, yeah, you know what I'm like, there was, 
it's just not hating a bunch of who he played for. It's not like, just the Nets just that have fallen for this, fell for this either. It's it, you know the Nets have fallen into this trap. The Lakers are now screwed. Um, yeah, the Lakers got a title out of it, but you know they also missed the playoffs two years in a row with those stars. You know, assuming they miss it this year, so it, it's. And then you go back even farther, and or not farther, but the Clippers are arguably a failure here in this, you know, player empowerment. Like, oh, I they should have got a Paul title. George. Well, the question is, they're one of the deepest the teams. Yes, do they beat the Lakers? But but they've just fallen prey to this, and and somehow the the Raptors got out of this clean. But you know. <laughs> It's it's just not – it's clearly something that things are – I think it's trending the other way back towards, you know, building through the draft, building, you know, teams instead of all-star squads. Yeah. Well, you got to like a fit too. I mean, yeah. We knew the Russ thing was just not – the day the trade happened, I was like, so you, you nixed the deal for Buddy Yield who – we can all agree is not as good of a player yeah, but overall will, as Russ. What do they need most the right now? Fit, Three yeah, point the, shooting. The fit was like a glove, and LeBron's like, nah, nah, nah. I want Russ with his mega cap hit. Like it, it really yeah. screwed them in terms. I of saw the trade a, deadline I this saw a year. video about this, and it was basically, and it was just kind of following LeBron's career and how he got to this point of like this reputation as a terrible. Le GM, like the meme, but like the truth behind it. And it was basically like, oh, there's so many examples. But it was so like many. after after his first stint in Cleveland, and he they you compared it to Luca right now. They're like, he elevated the Cavs so quickly because he was so good that they got stuck in this window where yet yeah, they found their superstar, but they couldn't draft anybody behind him. Yeah, to like because they're making the playoffs, they're getting these like mid to late round first picks where it's like not first round picks that you're not going to find another LeBron. You're not going to find that second piece. Right. And so now the, the Mavericks are kind of in a similar boat where it's like, you're always top 16 in the West. How are you, yeah. you, you get stuck? And so because of that, because of what happened when he went to Miami, that's an anomaly because I think, I mean, he picked his team, went there, did his time, but it really started when he came back to Cleveland, he just picked and choose what happened because Cleveland didn't want him to, you know, didn't want they don't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want what happened. They didn't want it to happen again. And then that followed them to LA and he's just blown up their entire future. And we've talked how many times about the Lakers, you know, different pieces that were there that have all developed really well other places, including, you know, the meme Kyle Kuzma and whatnot, where it's like this guy, yeah, he's not a superstar, but if he was on the team with Brandon Ingram, D'Angelo Russell, Lonzo Ball still, it's like they probably would have been pretty good, man. Like that's that's better. I, I am just gonna say this right now. That package you can throw in the Josh Hart Zubak. Not only does that team have now an entire rotation in terms of bench starters, they have guys that are available most nights. Like yeah, Alonzo Ball can be injury prone and whatnot, but it's nice seeing Anthony Davis there. But now we're seeing with LeBron where he's missing games. Yeah, Ross I mean, missed a couple games this year. Like. Here's my question. Here's my question for you. What's the what's the over under on years until the Lakers are in another finals? Oh, it's either they basically make they either make a run this year, and then I believe that window 
basically, yeah, like it, it's you're gonna be and push it out longer. It's gonna de- depend on can they retain a not even retain, go and get a star because LeBron's gonna move on, I think, after this year. Or They're gonna have his contract, to, he's gonna well, you on. have to imagine Russ is done after this three year, three or four years of tanking. Yep, right. But you have to remember in those three to four first like two years, they have no picks, so there's really no point nope. in tanking. So it's realistically five years of tanking at that point. We're already five years out. I, you know what? Now that I'm saying out loud, I push it to 10 to 12. I would say that the more realistic is bad as it sounds. It's if they're trying to homegrown their roster and like craft something here with rotation and not just a one or two man show, it is going to be that 10 to 15 year window unless they go and attract the star to LA. Which, Which they might. They're they, lucky they, because they're the Lakers. They yeah. have that ability to do so. But yeah. right now, the uh, long-term projections, even next year, like this is the only year I was like, yeah, like they should be in the playoffs if the team is healthy. Which they're, but, which they're not even... going to be at this point. Because <laughs> well, they're yes, not going to be healthy. healthy. We're already seeing no, that. The fact AD is your most, you know, Anthony Day-to-Day Davis has been the most consistent option. I mean, if, well, that's plain and simple. LeBron's not showing up. They're not winning games. I'm just they need that really threat of I'm going to say this. You might disagree. Night. I don't think the Lakers win more than 22, 23 and a half games this year. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry. That's a good Nets take. That's a good, like, they could maybe have The it. Nets have double the wins of the Lakers right now. And, and they just lost to the Lakers. And the Lakers didn't have LeBron. I'm saying, like, the Lakers are still trying. They had a new coach. They had a bunch of new players outside of their big three, and their big three has even remained healthy as far as the season. We saw what they when their big three wasn't healthy. They were still able to get to almost forty wins last year. Twenty threes. That's almost disrespectful. I, I mean, I'm trying. LeBron to be James. Man. When trying. is when is LeBron James in his career not gotten close to forty wins? Even with the Cavs days of Delonte West being his second option. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's. We can go back and forth all How do we long, get back to the Lakers, man? How do we do it? That? Always that for, it's like the Cowboys of the yeah. NFL. It's always the Lakers. It always is the Lakers. But at the end of the day, then that stink. Um, on a more positive note, the Jazz, 10 and 5. I understand. I, I'm just going to say something. I'm not. I'm not. You're shutting it down. I'm pumping the brakes on this one. I, I, you don't love the idea if they go like make a move for another guy? And- who? I saw I saw they maybe poach Miles Turner. And it's like then you got Mike Conley, Clarkson, Marketing. No, I'm not I'm not buying in. I, will they win close to half their games at this point? It, it's looking like it, but yeah, but it's likely. Yeah, I, I'm not bought in. I, we've seen teams like this come out hot and just fall up. You know, we we thought it's like what we thought the New York Giants, the New York football Giants were going to be this year, except like this time I'm actually going to be right. <laughs> like, I was about to say, I mean, we, that's kind of, I think the only reason I'm entertaining it is because I'm like looking at the Jazz. It's like roster-wise, one of the bottom rosters, but I objectively look at the Giants this year and they're 7-2. I mean, two, look, they're, so. I'm looking at the thing right now. They're 5-0 and oh at home. If they can stay that good at home, obviously they're not going to win 100% of their home games, but – if they can win 35 of their 41 home games, you know, that's 35 wins right there. <laughs> so um, if they're going to, and I don't think they're going to win 35, that's really high as well, but you get my point. Um, I Will they be in, 
I think play in at best is what we're talking right now. I'm not bought in. <laughs> yeah, honestly, considering I thought they were going to be in the Webinyama sweepstakes. I mean, well, I wouldn't be shocked if they go set. I wouldn't be shocked if they go that far down either. You know, like I genuinely eh, at this point, I don't see it. I think the Rockets and Pistons and those teams—they're too far ahead of them. And it's, if the, but it's the eight Jazz games. Go down to that it's level, eight games. I'm just well. What what qualifies? You really think the Rock? You think the Rockets are going to rip off any two or three game stretch here? I mean, they they, what they I'm got a bunch of what, twenty what, year old how, kids. How far down do you have to be to be in the sweepstakes? Bottom five, top three or four. I I believe the lottery. It's like the top three or four have like equal pick, and then it starts to dip down. So if it's four, you got the Rockets. Who who else did you say? Pistons. Yeah. Okay. That's a. That's like they're pretty bad. The Spurs Um, are probably gonna be on that route soon. Um, there's probably some East guys. I think they'll be a bottom ten team. That's that's it's either they they stick it out and they sneak into the play in and we'll see what happens or they're a bottom seven. Yeah, I'm just not bought in on this. I'm not gonna buy into the oh they they look really good. They're gonna be a top of the West. No, no, I don't think we top the West, but no, I, I am think, bought I in. Think, I, I think if they're close to 500, that's surprising. Yeah, in my opinion, I am I bought in on the Blazers because they have a would. superstar. Yeah, no. I'm not saying, but but like the same thing. They're not going to be a top of the West, but they're for sure in the play, and I think they're going to be top six seed. Yeah, I think that's like their ceiling. Yeah, I'm not like the, like, the competition I'm not they saying got. Really, I'm not saying I'm not buying in and saying they're a contender, but they'll finish above the Jazz for sure. Like you know, yeah. Um, yeah no, I, I'd be kind of shocked if they didn't. Um, yeah. But ultimately, it's. I'm sorry. How about the Cavs? I got a question. I got a question for you about the Cavs. Where where are you at scale of one to ten? How legit are they? Legit enough to get out of the first round. I mean, it's a Donovan Mitchell led team. We've seen this for years. They can tailor it around him. So here's team still gets exposed. Here's what, and the fact they're so young is concerning. It is. But that's yes. This year, yes. But that's what intrigues me the most about this team moving forward is they are oh, yeah. ridiculously young and ridiculously talented. I think we're we're maybe two years away from the Cavs being right back to like a top the top three teams in the East. I mean, they'll be there this year, actually, if we if we really want to talk. But I mean like legitimate, like, oh yeah, I could see them going finals, right? Like right now we both would agree they're probably not gonna get through the Celtics, they're probably not gonna get through the Bucks. Um, yeah, and they, you know, I guess they are better than the they got to stay humble. Sixers, because but... ultimately, I think a Garland extension's coming up. Jared Allen's buying me, demanding more money soon. They got a lot of mouths to feed, and even if Levert demands a contract that he might get overpaid somewhere else, but that is really the the only thing stopping them in, in my eyes. Because you're right, you look at this roster. They got a bunch of just young stars all over the place. Yeah. In theory, if you keep the group together, they're just going to keep rolling year in and year out. I mean, it's, there's no denying that. It's just, are they going to get it done? Are the Cleveland Cavaliers in Ohio and have had years and years in history of mismanagement, are they going to do that? And we'll see. I think it'd be great for the fans of Cleveland if you know, they can – not after lying, LeBron James just carrying them. 
But and we'll see. That that's really just what the season is. There's a lot of there's a lot of moves and crazy trades this offseason. And I think we're still gonna see some before the deadline. I think the Nets are gonna probably try and move Kyrie or KD. I think who's they... buying Kyrie? He's not gonna play. Well, it depends on the price. If it gets low enough, they oh, like team yeah. like the Mavericks. He'll go, he'll go to the Lakers. Think about it. Well, hey, yeah, well, the Lakers, yeah, everyone wants that. But the, the bottom line is they don't have the cab. I don't think they're going to have to move. The Mavericks trading for another point guard. Uh, Kyrie can kind of default in like a shooting guard role. He doesn't need to distribute. I don't know why. I don't know what. They just need a guy that can handle the ball. Team. I don't know what contending or playoff team would be incentivized to trade for the media fiasco that would be acquiring Kyrie Irving. And that's that's really just if the price is like a complete bargain. That's essentially what I'm looking at. I saw a trade by Bleacher Report, and this is how low the value of Kyrie has gotten. I'm not saying I agree with this. Has gotten in some people's eyes. It was Tim Hardaway Jr., I believe a second-round pick, and Dwight Powell for Kyrie. And I'm like, what? who in their right mind would accept that on the Nets? But then, if he never comes back to play for them, or just like that's why I don't think he's going to go guess... anywhere. Because I, I think there's like retirement is genuinely on the table right now, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not giving it's... up assets if this kid's going to like get here, and not like it, and then I mean, he goes places and blows them up. That's what he does. He blew up the Cavs, he blew up the Celtics, and he, now he's doing it to the Nets. It's like this follows this yeah. guy everywhere he goes. It's like hmm, there's a common denominator here. And I love the I love watching him play. He's a fun player to watch, but like, oh yeah, there's some games the like holy crap, like this dude is on it. But I I would agree that downfall started with the Isaiah Thomas trade. Now, in hindsight, Isaiah Thomas didn't work out for the Cavs either. But the Celtics roster was loaded at that time. They had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown already. They yeah. had Terry Rozier, Marcus. So even Morris. if even if yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I would agree. Team well, they took the cracked. they took the the Cavs to seven. Yeah, and I believe that was without Kyrie. So it, it's definitely worth uh, mentioning. But I would agree. The only way he gets moved is if that buying price is extremely low, and then that's agree. No, I don't I think, it's don't think they will. I th- I think that's... shipped off to the to the Kings or something just ridiculous. We're never going to hear from again. That would be a king's move. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. It, That'd it, be their Halliburton that's... replacement right there. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. All right. So here's but... the here's the debate question that you sent me, and I kind of want to bring this up. All right. You, and I thought this was a really good conversation. Yes. Is it better to build around an all-star big or an all-star guard? And so I guess 2022. What do you mean by big? Like a true five? Or are you considering like let's 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 just say let's just say like for just this exercise. Would you feel comfortable, more comfortable building around a team centered around a Giannis and Beater Jokic? Or a team centered around, let's say, Curry, Doncic, and Booker. I, I mean, maybe just, let's say, Curry, Doncic, and 
Morant. Giannis and okay, yeah, there you go, Morant, right? Throw yeah. him in. So what, you know, what is more appealing to you? Uh, and let's let's not nitpick in terms of like the age of these guys. You know, no, let's yeah, just we're just say looking at it like in a, 2K, a 2K build. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Like, is it easier to construct a roster around a guy that is going to bring the ball up the floor for you every time? He's going to be an engineer offense all the time. Yeah. Or a guy that you feed the ball down low, you expect him to go get his numbers and everything else figures itself out. So I think historically speaking, the easy answer is obviously the big, right? Like bigs have been the force going all the way back to Bill Russell. Oh, yeah. Like, that is, that's oh, yeah. Easy Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, even but, in Jordan's day, Hakeem, David Robinson. But that's where I'm going on. is when you also look historically – the best teams of all time generally are around the super megastar guard. Hmm. The Michaels, the Kobe. Okay, I guess they had Steph. But Steph. Um, and then you have in between forwards with LeBron, KD, those kind of guys. But sure, um, sure. But that, you know, Bird, I, I consider Bird a, a ball dominant player. You know, I've uh, Magic was ball dominant, but I think he's kind of an anomaly. So I, I think it's a really good question. Point guard, though. Preferably speaking, personal bias, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I lean towards the guard. I think it's easier to find guys, to find a Bill Wennington, to find a Luke Longley, to stick with the Bulls, right? To find those, a Horace Grant, and then you need that second, like the Hawks have found DeJounte Murray, you need that Pippen, right? That other score to go along with the guard. That's where I'm at. That's my preference. However, I could be swayed to like, yeah, the, I mean, the Bucks have seen more success. I, you know, but, but then I, I, actually, I would flip that on and I would say well, the Warriors have seen more success in the Bucks. So it, it, it's very, it's very so weird. Yeah. It's very weird, Cause, man. Cause Curry is 35. So again, there's time for like the Bucks and even the yes. Nuggets. The Sixers, yes. like time for this to be proven. I would honestly, because the reason I brought it up is I don't have a uh, definitive answer in this category here. Mm-hmm. Usually, I have like one way I'm swayed to. I- I'm actually currently not swayed, even as a Bucks fan, and that's due to the fact you brought up the Bill Wennington, the Luke Longley's, because I completely agree with you. The Lakers got by with Bogut, Kevin Looney, like they're big. Yeah, sort of the Warriors even last year. <laughs> sort of the or, Warriors. Like, the Warriors. The Warriors. With- Bogut. Yeah, like, but no, yeah, that's, I guess, yeah, I must have misspoke. Like, the oh. Warriors, they, we saw it last year. They didn't need a true big man. They, yeah, we see it this year. They got Wiseman having more problems than last year. Like, it, I think it does definitely depend on what you built your team around. And on the flip side, we see the Heat, they, you're going to bring, you know, Wade into the conversation, but it was more like they got it to LeBron. Wade took a back seat. Yeah, Bosch is in there, but like they're, point guard at terms was Mario Chalmers was a shooter and so I think that a dominant so so let me change the question a little bit who's more dominant a dominant big or a dominant guard the question really becomes was Michael Jordan more dominant than Shaq right like that's the peak of both in my opinion Uh, but are we looking at 
longevity or are we looking at a one year sample size? Cause that comes. Well, we're trying to build, we're trying to construct a team. So you got to think about, so, uh, you know, longevity. Cause like, I love Shaq, but I got to know, am I getting the 92 Shaq through like 15 years or am I getting the 92 to 2000 Shaq once he got his rings with LA? I'm not going to crap on Shaq, whatever, but he just got bigger, slower, and eventually fell out of the league. Like I'm, I'm like getting that dominant is gonna go and get you two every because that's what Giannis. So you got to think about, it. you got to think about it like you are on draft day. So I would say 92 Shaq. You're you're building a roster. You're an expansion franchise, and you're like, okay, do we want to target a superstar guard, or do we want to target? And this is why I always lean towards just draft the best player available because that kind of answers yeah. your question. But if you had the you know, an expansion draft, I guess I would say. Um, and everybody's available. Who who are you picking first? And so um, obviously I think it really, the answer to the question really is so nuanced in player to player, right? Like obviously everybody's going to pick Michael Jordan over Shaq, but like, for sure, you, you, you know. But not one thing that set pick. Jordan apart, and I think this is what's, as much of an offensive guy I am when it comes to NBA, the defense matters from that aspect. Because yeah, when you took Jordan, you were getting a defensive player of the year on top of the MVP scoring output. Yeah, sure nine-time first Yeah, season. like it, it was <laughs> it. So if we're just looking at objectively speaking, naturally the bigs are going to have an edge defensively because they're big. Like there is seven foot, you can put them down low and they give you an inside paint presence. Whereas Steph Curry is not a just complete liability as a defender. He, he's solid, especially at his age. I think, I think that but what it's we have very right now interesting. In the league, and it feels like this is how I feel like this conversation skewed a little bit because I feel like in the league, there isn't a lot of incredible perimeter defenders who play the one or two position. Right. Like the, you find him at the three, but like a guy who's going to be nine time first time all defense or a Gary Payton or even a Pippen, right? Just elite defenders who then are just as elite on offense. Now, I know that's a that's a high asking price, but it feels uh, like those, yeah. those really good, you know, generational offensive talents that we have the Lucas, the Stephs, the Jaws, the Trey Youngs, right? They're yeah. all kind of liabilities on defense. So it feels like that question is somewhat skewed unless you're going to turn around and look at a guy like Tatum, maybe, right? A guy like Jalen Brown, maybe. And hey, so, yeah. and that's where you see Jalen Brown is the two guard. If we're looking for a guard, the two guard, he's not as offensively talented as those other guys or as Michael Jordan was. And I get like, no, yeah, you can't compare cool. him to Michael Jordan, but we're talking about just archetype wise. And so I guess the point I'm trying to make is I feel like there's a lack of that. You can even go back to Kobe, right? Like there's just a lack of one to two guards that you can stick on their best player and never think twice about it. Yeah, because Kobe actually, he would want the matchup. He'd want that assignment. And as Luca, he's not a bad defender at six, seven, you know, as a guard, you've, if you're six seven as guard, you have some sort of quickness. I'm not saying Luca is fast, but 
He's not a liability. Uh, I will say Luca is slow. <laughs> Even yeah, on but offense. It, def- defensively, so like he's he's fine. But I would agree with you. Like it's nowhere near like oh, you put Luca on the best player, set it, forget it. No, no, no. no. Like mm-hmm. you, you kind of uh, put him on the matchup that makes sense, like height build wise. Yeah, and he'll just maybe limit the guy depending how much he's doing offensively. So it's. Again, I think we're even we're we're kind of uh you know looking at the archetypes of like John Morant, Steph, John, John, Steph, Luca. You see you see the uh lack of defense between the three. I guess maybe at this point we're just gonna see, all right, is anyone gonna come out in the next couple of years that is gonna have both? Is it like Jalen Green is jogging and developing as a lead defender? I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that's, are we that's get the question. Coming out? Is... And like when you look at Wabanyama, like is that that's a, but that's not a guard. <laughs> he's not a guard. He's a big. So like if we switch on the other foot, let's say it's like Wabanyama and uh, like prospect guards wise that have been great. Maybe like Lamelo of late, you know, Anthony ja. Edwards, Ja. Do you like those long term over a seven four dude that can? Well, much the question. Do it all? The question is, you know, and this is the question everybody's asking about Victor Wembanyama, is when guys of that athletic freakishness come around, they don't stay healthy, <laughs> and so it, on paper, assuming no injuries. I think KD is like, an example. No, and even like Giannis, like there's they, they defy that label. So it's really yes, I would agree. I would agree that, but I also would say that women Yana is more of an athletic on paper, more of an athletic freak than those two guys are. This guy's over seven foot, and oh he yeah, runs, and he can he runs around shoot. like he's Steph Curry, and like yeah. he's you know. So it, it's on paper Victor I mean if we're talking about the prospect obviously yes he's the best prospect in this year but yes you're going to want the big guy I think it's I think it's easier to build around the big guy and you're going to find it's easier to build a contender around a big guy however I think you find when you find the superstar guard the the all the all everything guy that's when the dynasties come around Does that make sense Yeah I mean, so far in history, it's debatable. Uh, I mean, we've seen it recently, and I think it's what it's done for me lately with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the Spurs dynasty was centered around Tim Duncan. But then you go back to the Bulls, it was centered around Jordan. But then you go back, you know, with, like, Kareem. I mean, the dynasties he had were – I mean, the Bucs then got two championships with them, the Lakers. Yeah, they had Magic. So I think, I, I think Magic I, we like, talked historically, about Historically, you want to go back to Kareem. You can Russell. go back and forth. The dynasties were the big guys, but in the modern game, I would say that we're as of late it has been guard. In the modern game, we're not going to see another dynasty, dynasty like we'll say we'll just use. We're not going to see another three P. That's what will you know be as the until somebody even the Warriors aren't there. So like, yeah, you know we'll have to see. Yeah, no, I agree. It's and as in depth in terms of like. The overseas prospects, the floors of every team just getting raised. I think even a three-peat, no matter who you have, it's going to become more and more difficult. Personally, there's only been, there's only been three ever. And two of them were by the same dude. The same team. <laughs> yeah. So, that's yeah, so why maybe our like, standards are a little too high. 
Right. But I think it's definitely worth conversation. It's something we could maybe reevaluate come playoff time. You know, when you look at the bigs and the elite guards, where they sit, where they're falling, how the series are playing out. But definitely a conversation that, I mean, we could talk about this all day long, this and that. Yeah. Um, like I said, if Something I was if I was addressed. a GM, well, first I'd just draft the best player available and figure it out from there. But if I had a preference, yeah, I'd pick the guard. But that's just me. And I, I think yeah. you can hide a, a superstar offensive guard with other great defenders easier than a poor defending big man. Yeah. Or uh, the, liability, the liability of a guy like Rudy Gobert on offense. It's easier to hide Steph Curry's mediocre defense than Rudy Gobert's awful offense. Yeah, that's a very yeah, that is a very fair point. I would have to agree with you on that. So but, we can move yeah. on. We wanna we wanna do some who he play for. Yeah, yeah. Then we can close yeah. better or worse, but we'll take a <laughs> a little uh I don't want to say comedy break because these guys are NBA players, but it does, <laughs> kind of, it does get pretty funny when yeah, you want to go first? You can, you I'll go, go first. first. So I, I, I was doing some mind. doing some research, doing some research, and I uh, came across a name. Used to come across this guy's name playing 2K 15, 16, 17 all the time. I was like, oh, man, I remember this guy. I didn't know he was still in the league. I didn't. Oh, boy. And you know what? I might have been lied to. Because I just looked him up on Pro Basketball Reference. He does not have any stats this year. That's, uh-oh. Oh, uh, but the team is different. Probably means he hasn't even played a game yet. He's not on the team, yeah. He's let me let me just double I'll know check. If I hear the name. Okay. So he was on a team this year, but he was waived a month ago. So if we don't want to count this, we don't have to. Well, who is it? Derek Favors. Jeez. <laughs> He's not on the Thunder because he got moved from the Thunder. Yes. Who did he go to? Who did he play for? I He was waived on I'm October say, 14th. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's oh geez, that actually might have been before the season, but that's okay. Just just to just test my knowledge. Um I'm gonna say off the wall answer. We'll go with the Grizzlies. I have no idea where he played though. I'm just gonna be honest. That's a good one. Because he used to be on the Pelicans and Jazz for a while. I have no clue. He spent training camp this year and maybe a couple games with the Houston Rockets. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) no, that was never, never in a million years getting that one. No, sir. No, sir. We'll keep it with the bigs, though. We'll keep it with the bigs. Um, Kelly Olenek, the Gonzaga man. I think it's Charlotte. I want to say it's Charlotte, but he spent all those years in – Boston. You might be upset because uh, he actually is getting decent minutes. I know he. No, I know. I'm saying this. I've seen him on the floor this year. Yeah, like he's he's not a end of the bench guy. But I was also like, wow. 
I think it's Detroit, actually, on second thought. I'm going to go Detroit. That was last year. Oh, yeah, move. He is a part of the resurgent jazz. It is him and Mark. Oh, I would have never got teams that. teams to town. Yeah. I would have never got that. No. Yeah. It's, hey, I'm glad I said it. That'll, that'll make your next question a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> so this guy, I'm 100% on this one. So my apologies for the Derek Favors. I was lied to by a quiz. Um, and I was like, I was, I was lied to. So no, nah, no worries. This guy is most definitely on roster, and he was on a. At least I thought he was. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, he was on a championship team not too long ago, but he has since fallen, fallen to the depths of of the bench. Wow. Um, okay. Who he played for, Bismack Biombo. Oh, see what's great is I actually had him for you last week, but I gave it away at the Suns answer. Yeah, he's on the Suns. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great. Yeah, great call out though. Yeah, because Biombo was bro was I'm pretty sure David Stern. You said him last week. I I was like I I was about to, but I was like, oh, he plays for the Suns. I brought up the Suns before I even said his name, and I was like, I just gave it away. That's why I don't but, remember yeah. it then. That's why I don't Yeah, no. So it's like, I, then it's a name. really good answer. If we talked about it last week and I still can't remember who he played for. No, yeah. Which, hey, that's what this is all about. All right, um, so I'm going to write down who you... So, Helio Linux. I'm writing this down for next week so we don't... Reuse, guys. Oh, trust me. I know the guys I didn't, I didn't reuse. Um... Hopefully this is easier. Uh, who we play for? Blake Griffin. I mean, we know who he is, but do you know oh, he's on the playing? Nets, isn't he? Get, try again. I wouldn't give you that easy if he was on the Nets. Where did he? What? Where did he go? Who did he play for? <laughs> I don't remember oh. him getting traded. <gasps> oh no, he never got traded. He never got traded. He just got picked up by a team that was uh. Give you a hint. Has their center injured? Did this like just happen? I swear I saw him. No, it actually as bad as it's, it's like actually like a month or so ago. I am terrible at this game. It's I'm, okay. I'm terrible. Maybe worse than Charles Barkley. I don't think that dude's gotten one right. I don't I think I've gotten one right, man. <laughs> That's Lake Griffin. The Celtics. Yeah, it's the Celtics. I was, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was like, man. dude, I know yeah. I've seen him in games this year. There's no way he's not still with the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He's, he's playing. Right. He's playing. All right. Who he played for? This guy was a college standout. Never really panned out. And I hope to God he didn't say it last week. I blanked again. So uh, who he played for? Marvin Bagley. If it's not the Pistons, I'm in trouble. Oh, it's still the Pistons. I thought. I'm oh, okay, okay. He only he played trade line trade played line last in, year. Yeah, so this is he played in 18 games for the Pistons last year, mm-hmm. and he's played in two this year. 
So he is sitting on the bottom of the Pistons bench, not Yikes. playing. So I'm actually, regardless of the fact that he was there last year, I'm still relatively impressed that you got that because he's not playing at all. Yeah. I I think I'm going to call an audible here because this is just kind of unfair. My next guy was Yuta Watanabe. Ooh. <laughs> I thought we said it had to be somebody that we'd heard of. And here's the worst part. The requirement, I believe, we had like four or five years of NBA experience. This dude has had like six or seven. He's with the Raptors in and out since like 2015. I remember a student 2K16. I was like, he had some like crazy cards. But I'll make it easier. Who he played for, and you brought him up earlier, so I'm wondering if you kept tabs or not. Mark. Keith Morris, not Marcus, oh. who's on the Clippers. Where is Markeith playing these Mar-Keith. days? He's still in the league. He's not in Europe. And this is not going to help you, but he plays in the same team as Yuta Watanabe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that he was with the Suns last year. So the question is if he was if he's still there. Because the Yuta Watanabe. So I'm actually I'm actually going to help you out here. He was not on the Suns last year. He was actually either on the Heat or Lakers, and he's not on either of those teams. All right, so then maybe he's on the Suns this year. No, like just another guess, please. It's none Why of those do years. I not remember him on the – why am I thinking of him on the Suns? Oh, he was there at a time. Uh, all right, we're just going to take a shot in the dark. We're going to see the Wizards. Not a terrible he will he did play for. He's on the Nets. He's on that sorry <laughs> Nets team. With, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm looking up his I'm looking up his history because this is this is it's like every year he changes teams, man. It's tough. Really tough act. No, no, not ESPN. We need pro basketball reference. Marcus Morris has definitely been the better twin, in my opinion. Markeith Morris, been in the league since 2011. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix. That's why I remember him in Phoenix. That's where he started. Yeah. And I believe he ago. went to the Wizards. Then he went to the Wizards. No. Oh, he went to Toronto for a year. Then he went back to Phoenix. Then he went to the Wizards, Wizards. There Wizards. It is. Yeah. Toronto. Or is TOT Toronto? Or is that a different league? Is that the G League, man? That wouldn't surprise me. I think that's the G League. So he's in the G League in 2020. Then he was in Detroit. He was on the Lakers, Lakers, Miami, and now he's in Brooklyn. Wow. Wow. Another week of losing who he played for. Bismack. That's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's the best part. It's like there's still a lot of names out there we haven't even dove into. Oh, there's I have another guy. Another guy that's, again, might be cheating, but. It's also not like we. <laughs> yeah. The Yuta hey. Watanabe, that one, I, I, I wrote it and that. I was like, yeah, I was no, like, way. no way. Gonna know but he was getting guys. minutes on the Nets. I saw him. I'm like, oh, man, I do the Raptors like five years ago. He's still in the league. No, like, see what would happen if I'd have seen him? I'd be like, oh, who's this, uh, who's this rookie? I've never seen him before. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's 38. No, yeah. And I mean, he's like 26 because that's just how the NBA goes. But, uh, we can pan into more yeah, serious, you know. Pan talk into some or, better or worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll uh, change courses here. 
Uh, did you want to lead off things or did you want to? Yeah, I'll go first. Your... Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so uh, I'll go with the the better player clearly, um, Jimmy Butler. All right, we're gonna do some better or worse segments here. Okay. This has been a hot topic. It was just amongst circles and people I talk to. Better or worse than Jason Tatum? Worse. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, worse. I, I'm not very high. You're gonna find out. I'm not very high on Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Butler, which is uh, that's unfortunate. All right. Well, uh, what about Jalen Brown? I'll go better than Brown. I think that I would hope so. Yeah. They the okay. Heat took him to seven last year. Yeah, and the Celtics were clearly a better roster. Um, better or worse than Devin Booker. I'll go better just because I like defense, but that's close. Okay, that's that's, that's okay. really close, man. Booker, uh, yeah. I don't know. Booker Borderline. seems like more of a product of a system than. People give him credit for. I was mm. No, yeah. I've been, I feel like we've been waiting for Booker. People. I feel like we've been waiting for Booker to take that next step for a while, and it's just not. Yeah. Um. Keep in mind, we're talking about current right now. So better or worse than SGA, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Okay, I was hoping that we need to do me for SGA probably at this point just because, a better or worse segment for him alone. But in terms of I, comparison to Jimmy Butler, uh, he's definitely better. I I might need to get a shy jersey. The amount of money that that man has won—it's it's, 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 it's insane. The guy's no, incredible. Still um, somehow underrated, only because he plays for a team that's tanking. But yeah, he's good. Got a couple more names, just kind of you know feel things out here. Better or worse than Demar Derozan. I mean, you want to talk about? Two guys that carry a roster. Yeah, um, I'll be biased. I'll, I'll say Demar just because I'm a Bulls fan. I'll be I'll be biased, but it's probably Jimmy. Yeah. I, it's it's probably Jimmy for being. Yeah, yeah. In terms of playoff rep and what's not. Yeah. Uh, better or worse than Paul George. Better. Yeah, I think he's similar better. players. Paul George is. I don't know. Paul George has been kind of screwed better by offensively. this whole Kawhi thing, but yeah, it, it, you know what? Paul George is a really good defender too. He's better offensively. You know, I'll switch it. I'll go Paul George. You know. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Final guy. A little bit of a wild card, but I, I know we had probably different opinions on uh John Morant compared to Jimmy Butler. I take John. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing with the thing with Butler is Jaw's gonna go out and he's gonna change the game every night. Butler is like he'll just show up in the playoffs and, and then it's like, oh, where has this been all year? Like you know what I'm saying? Like Jimmy I think that makes him unique though. You know, like, in terms of the, the fact that like he can just turn it on in the playoffs and like not even be phased. I think it's cool. I think it's something worth noting. But I'd also agree with that's you there. With very underwhelming regular season numbers, it makes this comparison a bit more tricky because guys like John Morant, Devin Booker, even Demar Derozan, yeah, like I don't even think Jimmy is better. Like, not their best defender, and he's not their best scorer. And like, part of me like, hmm, is he his? Is he? Their... Yeah, I guess that's true. 
I mean, I would say Tiro in terms of like can put the ball in the hoop. Is oh yeah, probably. And, and I would say Adebayo is better defender. He's probably their best yes. perimeter defender. Butler is right, and so yeah, it's that's a very interesting conversation. But no, it's good to see where he had him ranked. I thought yeah. honestly it could have been lower, but no, it's it's a solid. Yeah. All right, we'll stick it. We'll stick it with the two guards here. We'll go. We'll go better or worse than Donovan Mitchell. I'm very. I'm mm. very interested. After the hot start to the year, starting to change things around, clearly making a difference in Cleveland. And yeah. So we'll start it out. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't like him better than Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler was realistically a three point made shot from beating the Warriors. In the finals last year, and Donovan beating Mitchell, the, no, not, beating the beating the Celtics, which would have got them. You were just assuming the, the Heat were going to beat the Warriors. Oh no, no, no! I'm saying just being there. Oh, like, okay. being in okay. the finals, okay. like okay. I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell hasn't even gotten to the conference. So I understand the West is tougher, but yeah, at this moment, uh, I if I had to play a playoff game tomorrow, I'm taking Jimmy Butler. Yeah, All I right. think he shows up. How about Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum? Yeah, Jason Tatum. Uh, Back to the finals thing. I mean, who knocked out? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal? See, that's where it gets interesting. Um, For those that don't know, I really got burned in fantasy basketball last year by Bradley Beal. (laughs) So he's got beef. He's got. I got minor beef. I think the guy can hoop, but he had like 30 points a game when he was with Russ. And then when they took him off the roster, I thought he was just going to go nuclear and that didn't happen. So considering Bradley Beal just has literally no matter who he has, cannot lead a team on his own. And Donovan Mitchell at this young point in his career can. I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. All right. That's I'm confident in that. All right. Donovan Mitchell or Jalen Brown? Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I, again, I, I right think in John, that gap, Jalen just Brown. Like, yeah, I, I like Jalen Brown. I think even sometimes he's very underrated. But, like, Donovan Mitchell can lead a team. All right. Just couple not as far more. as some of the guys you mentioned. A couple more. Donovan Mitchell or Andrew Wiggins? Next question. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 Wiggins is... Yeah, even like in his best. I don't think Mitchell made the All Star game last year. Maybe he did. I. I that was position I, positional. That was all right. How about the, how about we'll move on to Brandon Ingram? Yeah, I still like Donovan Mitchell. Really? It, it, really? What are those? I just don't think those guys do a whole lot on their own. All right, then right now, Donovan Mitchell or this is the last one. This is going to be disrespectful, but right now, Mitchell or LeBron. <laughs> I don't know. Mitchell's got 10 more wins in him this year almost. Not taking that bait. <laughs> That's all I got. Love the cash I had a lot of mediocre guys. That was a hard one to get guys for because it's like, you know, I was trying to do twos and threes. And there's not a lot of great threes outside of like the really good ones. So, yeah, no. Well, actually, it, I'll it, ask you this Mitchell or Harden? If I had a play, oh, even if I say the playoff game tomorrow, Harden <laughs> is a certified choker. 
Oh. Mitchell right now. Really? He's healthy. And I, dude, I, I feel like him and John Bede would be more dynamic. It's very, it, you would think Harden being a 6'5 guard would provide more defensively. I think that's where I'm getting hung up right now. I think a couple, even like two years ago, it's completely hardened, but right now it's definitely a debate. And I actually think I like Mitchell right now. Interesting. Interesting. That yeah. was the best one. Yeah. That's, that <laughs> that one really got me for sure. So yeah, my, my final guy is uh, a bit of a lower tier guy, but honestly was not long ago. It was like a 20 and 10 guy with the magic. Uh, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. We'll go through some names right here. Having a um, pretty decent season again. He's just he's just so he's very yeah. consistent. He has been decent, but how decent? And we're gonna dive in. <laughs> well, we'll that. see. Better or worse than Jared Allen. Jared Allen, come on. Yeah, come on. yeah. Okay, okay. We'll lower it a bit. All right, lower it a bit. Uh Grant Williams. That's a good one. I'd go Vooch. What do you like more? Yeah. I think I'll go Vooch. Provides more. He's got an offensive bag. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's really not a liability defensively. He's not great. No, and while Williams is a, is a solid defender, he, he, I may not go as far as say liability offensively, but he's not Vucevic offensively. So okay, Vucevic or DeAndre Eaton? Wow, wow! You know the it, consistency or the upside? I, I think I'm gonna have to go Vooch for the consistency because. While the upside of Aiden, and this goes, you know, I usually actually go for the upside of this exercise, but the upside of Aiden is so high, but it's also really rare, it feels like. And the low side is really low. Yeah. And, no, he just has not, he analysis. just has not panned out like I thought he would. I was really high on him coming out of college. So I would agree. It it, it seemed that he would be kind of a David Robinson esque, and we're having this conversation with Vucevic comparisons. Um We'll go with a couple more here. Uh, I have him on the list. Christian Wood. Yeah, I go Vooch. I would yeah, having a breakup. Maybe at the end answers. of the, maybe at the end of the year that changes. If Wood, I mean, he's having a good year. So, but right, right now, Vooch more proven. Uh, Vucevic or John Collins? Hmm. Probably Vucevic again. Right, that's a that's okay. another solid one, but. I don't know, John. Yeah. Debatable. Yeah, we, yeah, it's debatable. Move on. I mean, Depends my, how the year finishes, I think. Yeah, it's close. It's a, it's a close one. Yeah, my final guy is uh, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> uh, upside with Vooch is definitely higher, but you've just picked like two of the most consistent guys to ever walk on the Quite, yeah, literally. It's, I think you know that Vooch, Vooch plays a bigger role than Lopez does. Like, how many weeks ago was it where we sat yeah, here and debated, we're like, should Lopez even be starting? Right? Agree. Like, no, I'd agree with and you. Like, that's never a question with Vooch with the Bulls or even the Magic. Like, he, he's been, he's a bona fide starter. Um, yeah. For that reason, I'll say Vucevic. Yeah, and he, I, I would agree with you. I think he's more capable as a player on his own. I think Lopez I is just a better don't... defender. I think he's a better fit for the box. Yes. That, that's really yeah, the only reason. That's, where I agree. that's the only reason you can make the case. But yeah, in terms of like overall better, yeah, I could concur it's Vooch. So yeah. all right. 
We'll do one more. We'll do one more. And ironically, I didn't know you had this beef with Bradley Beal, but I lined up Bradley Beal for you. Oh, yeah. Back to back shooting guards. Yeah. You already already answered Donovan Mitchell. But how about Bradley Beal, better or worse, right now than his old playing partner, John Wall? I love John Wall, but no. He's coming off the bench with the Clippers. I saw he got beat out by Reggie Jackson. Yeah. All right. This is another weird one. You're high on this guy. I want to see where you go. He's having a good year. Bradley Beal or DeJounte Murray? Mm. End of the season, this could change. It really could. I'm not going to... Oh, man. As much as I love to say DeJounte Murray, because I love seeing him play, and he's very good at basketball. Bradley Beal is a better player at the moment. He's just more complete on a night-in basis terms of what he gives you scoring uh-huh. but you can make a case like if the wizards are where they're probably going to be and the hawks go deep in the playoffs less of a conversation okay for sure interesting post injury better or worse than clay thompson yeah i mean you, you kind of put the nail in the coffin with post injury okay uh, just wanted to I double even, check i think jordan Poole's better than clay thompson right now I'm trying i'm trying to feel out where you're at so yeah, yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal or Shy Gilgis Alexander? Jeez, yeah, this is probably the this is a lot tougher than Donovan Mitchell. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, I say yeah, I didn't I, want to double up on the names when I wrote Beal first, so then I don't know why I didn't. No, and I love it because it's making me think. Um, because realistically, what is shy doing that Bradley Beal isn't you know what I mean they're both on bad teams shy is definitely more efficient and it's definitely a more live defender so I'm gonna have to go with shy as many people are that's early he's a better player than Bradley love baby yeah he deserves he deserves it all right a couple more here I'm very interested I I I have I'm gonna take one name off because I think I know where you're you're going to go higher than him. So we'll go to Devin Booker. Booker just because he wins. I, I think okay. their offensive games are very similar. Even defensively, it's Booker's probably better because he's younger, but Beal's not that far off. Okay. I'm assuming, well, and with what you said, if he's not that far off of Booker, depends on where you put Booker relative to, to Harden, but Beal or Harden. Still hard and again because like okay. those they they find ways to win. And okay. at the end of the day, you, you got to be a winner. Bradley Beal, you even signed the, the Superman. That's what I, I figured you. He's were gonna content kind of losing games, so those empty stats I last value figured, a bit less. I, I figured you'd go Harden. I got one more for you. Bradley Beal or CJ McCollum? Ah, yeah. See, I love CJ, but I'd have to see a bit more. Really, I think I, I do think it's I yeah. I, I do think Beal or McCollum's a good player. It's just I really think a team Beal, Ingram, and Zion is a lot more scary. Um, That's I think a McCollum, fair point. It McCollum might be a little bit more consistent for you, is but he play, he's kind of transitioned to the one a little bit now. Right, he's been more of like I don't want to say Chris Paul role because he's a lot bigger, but. That's kind of what he's morphing into, and Beal is just not that. You're he's definitely higher. I'll say this: you're definitely higher than Bradley Beal. And definitely. that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, I still acknowledge he's good, but 
you'd be shocked how high I was on him a year ago. And I don't want to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, I might have to give it a try next year. But uh... Hey, I'll tell you what. Townsend Gobert is brutal as that fits Ben. Fantasy-wise, they've been solid for me in basketball. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton. He's a stat machine with the Pacers right now. Oh, yeah. So. Ten assists a night. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about all we got. Um, you know, good, got some good Lakers slander in there. Get some Nets slander. Oh, yeah, and the Nets, you know, yeah. all the marquee teams. We love it. So, uh, we love it. Obviously, we'll be back with NBA Tuesday next week. Uh, send in any topics you want us to talk about, any debate topics. Um, I like we might have a guest. Yeah, we, we – we're still working we out as for sure. Not going to lock it in as for sure, but he said give him a couple days notice, and I'm about to give him like a week notice. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll have, uh, we'll we'll have see a guest it going. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking basketball. We'll be uh, having some debate, and uh, I'm excited. Probably going to de- debut a new segment next week as well for NBA Tuesday. So um, Love it. With that being said, as always, you know, make sure to check us out on TikTok. We're uh, really starting to push content out there. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, the whole shebang. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Thursday for our NFL Week 11 preview. Arguably, we're already Week 11, but here we are. Yes, sir. Yeah. As always, guys, have a good one, and uh, we'll catch you Thursday. Take care.